Hello, everyone. Welcome to our podcast. It's not how you start, but how you finish. We are your co-hosts, Solomon and Jamila Jefferson. We want you all to know, no matter the cards we've been dealt in life or the mistakes we've made, we will not allow our past to determine our future. We welcome our guest, Sister Sherry Bumpers Graham, to share some of her story when she learned that she had a precancerous mass in her colon after she noticed she continued to feel bloated and was getting full faster than normal since she wasn't at the required age to have a colon cancer screening. Welcome, Sister Sherry. Thank you. Thank you for having me. How are you? We're good. We're doing great. Can you briefly share a little bit about yourself personally and professionally? Well, my name is Sherry Bumpers Graham, and I am a mother of four, two girls and two boys, ages 27, 23, 14, and 9. I'm also a grandmother of four, also two girls and two boys. I am married to my best friend. Um, It's been about two and a half years now, going on three years, and um, my husband's name is Anthony Graham. And um, professionally, I am um, a registered nurse. I've been a nurse for about 20 years now. I started off working in the emergency room as an ER nurse, and I moved to occupational health to where we focus on health and wellness of the employee. And then from there, um, recently, I'm getting into community health, which is focusing on the health of the community. Also, um, I'm a certified health coach, and um, I like to call myself a health advocate because the ministry that God has put inside of me to care for individuals who are, you know, sick or just need help in the proper tools and how to care for their bodies. And um, as far as the, my, my ministry, the health and wellness ministry is basically focused on health and healing to where, you know, I do a lot of wellness talks. I have done wellness talks at my church, focusing on different aspects of health, um, talking about body image, eating right, the proper um, um, way to manage stress. So all things health and healing related, I've done cooking demonstrations to show um, the people how to cook delicious, healthy meals. Um, And basically my ministry focuses on using the word of God as a foundation for healing. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Amen. To God be the glory for that. What were your initial thoughts when you were feeling bloated and getting full so fast? Well, my initial thoughts, I really didn't think too much of it at first um, until it kept happening. Um, One day I was sitting in my car um, on my lunch break, eating my lunch, and I realized that I I couldn't finish my meal. Um, At first, you know, I thought it was a good thing because, you know, that would help me not overeat. It wasn't until, you know, I heard the voice of the Lord tell me to call my doctor to get checked out. So from there, you know, I didn't think too much of it still, but I learned not to question God and I, you know, learned to be obedient. You know, previously God will, you know, he has taken me through situations to where I thought I heard him, but I didn't listen and it came back to bite me per se. So through that training right there, um, I have learned enough lessons to, when I heard the voice of God tell me to call my doctor, to not ignore it. Amen. 
And so I did. I called my doctor. I didn't have any sense of urgency or anything like that. I was just being obedient and just trusting the Lord. So um, I called my doctor, made the appointment, went through the whole process of getting the appointment, going to my physician, to the GI doctor. And he took a history and um, a history of a family history, a personal history of my symptoms. And of course, one thing I didn't mention is that I have been struggling with chronic constipation, but I didn't link the two together because I've been constant. I've, I was always constipated, always using laxatives or something to help me move. And so I just thought, you know, that was just the way that I was, but with that um, symptom right there, and also with my grandmother, my great-grandmother, having a history of um, colon cancer herself, he decided that he wanted to do a full checkup, um, upper and lower, and um, do the colonoscopy and the endoscopy just to make sure everything was okay. I didn't think it was necessary. I thought everything was okay. Um, but you know, I thank God that he allowed me to continue to be obedient and go through the process just to say, you know, just to make sure. So, you know, from that moment on, I went through, did the colonoscopy and, um, he basically came, when I came out of anesthesia, that's when he told me that I had a precancerous cell, um, precancerous, um, polyp or growth in my colon wall that he removed and, um, he sent it to the lab for testing. You know, when you had mentioned your grandma, uh, your great grandma, on my mother's side, my grandmother had colon cancer. It was so far along that she was terminal and, you know, she wasn't able to have treatment or anything like that. So I thank you for your transparency and for sharing that. So how did you feel after finding out you had the precancerous polyp in your colon and how old were you? I was 43 and I was in shock. But I was also um, brought to tears because I was just so grateful that God saved me. I was so grateful and thankful that through the grace of God that I was able to hear the voice of God and be obedient. When honestly, in my, in my mind, my flesh didn't think it was a, such a big deal. And I could have easily ignored it. Praise God, because, you know, I've been looking up, you know, different statistics and just being more aware about the common age for being able to get a colon screening from the American College of Gastroenterology, their website, GI.org. They're saying that if you have no colorectal symptoms, family history of colon cancer, polyps, or inflammatory bowel disease, you should have your first exam at the age of 45 whether you are a man or a woman, since colon cancer affects both equally. Recent evidence suggests that African-Americans should begin screening at the age of 45. And you said you were 43. So you would have had like two more years ago, technically. That's good. That's good because the age was 50. So that's good that they changed that. That is so true. Praise the Lord. So... I thank the Lord for, you know, where we worship, when you had mentioned um, about it's like a ministry, like you serve and it's like intertwined. seems like, you know, being a nurse and then like, you know, being a health coach and advocating and educating and providing awareness, you know, we are grateful to the Lord for the vision of that as well, being implemented and carried out where we worship. And I turned 45 
this year. And so in March, um, our church had screenings available. And with that being said, the fit colon cancer screening was available. And I give God the glory that I was able to do it. And it was so easy. I was able to turn it back in. It wasn't complicated. It was really simple. The people were very informative who gave us the information. And so I just give God the glory. My results came back normal. Praise God, holy name. So I just give God the glory when you had mentioned like you serve with your church, you know, as well as probably outside of it because you work as a nurse. So that intertwines. I just give God the glory for faith-based organizations and churches Mm -hmm. um, getting on board because I know it's significant to intertwine and incorporate all of that. It's very significant. And that is um, so awesome that your church and and other faith-based organizations can have a health ministry or wellness ministry. What I found is that a lot of churches, you know, we don't always take the best care of ourselves, you know, and a lot of times we on burnout and we eat a lot and we eat a lot of the wrong food. So, you know, that is such a blessing to have that done at your church. And one thing I want to add to that is colon cancer has been the talk for a couple of decades now, primarily because it's preventable. And I remember about 20 years ago, I was working for a program in Delaware called the CHAT program, and it was being a community health access program. And what we was doing, we were basically paying people to get colon screenings. And, and, and what we found out was that a lot of people around 42, 43, and 45 years old had cancerous pileups. Not and, mm. and, and primarily because either a, a, a father or a grandfather had it. So mm-hmm. it's, it's important to know uh, your family's background also. Very important. You know, what I've come to, to realize, a lot of individuals are afraid as well um, to get screenings. When you mentioned um, colon, colonoscopies and things like that, people are afraid because they don't they think it's painful or for whatever stigma that they have in their mind that they don't that they do not um, go and get the proper screenings, even if they do have symptoms. Right. Yes. I, I was reading that people have the fear, but again, education and awareness, you know, the, mm-hmm. the screening or going through a colonoscopy or having to, you know, like maybe feel uncomfortable with having to take a laxative or whatever, you know, the different things you have to do prior to that as well are a blessing or outweighs the, you know, actual, what if you had the cancer? So how was your procedure? How was your colonoscopy? If you wanted to be transparent and share to help someone who may be scared or have the fear of doing it. It was nothing, actually. I I was most afraid of um, um, having the anesthesia, but of course, you know, I prayed and it was like a really good restful sleep. (laughs) And when I woke up, (laughs) you know, I felt nothing. I didn't feel anything afterwards. I didn't feel any residual pain or anything like that. They um, did it under anesthesia. It was quick. You know, it felt like it was longer because I was out, but it was very quick and painless. The the hardest part was that you have to fast the day before, so you can't eat anything but clear liquids. You can only drink or eat clear liquids, and that was the most challenging part right there. You just have to, you know, realize that that's something you have to do. Amen. And basically, that was my uh, experience also, because 
I had my first one at the age of 45. And then when I moved to Philly, I, I, I got another one at the age of uh, 56, I think I was. And I'm scheduled for another one in July. The first two that I had, they had you count to uh, 100 backwards. And I think I got to 96. And then after uh -huh. that, I, I didn't remember anything after that. When I woke up, right. when I woke up, I didn't even know they had done. It was finished. It was over yep. with. Amen. So it's real quick and painless. Praise God. And I pray that, you know, you all sharing your experiences would definitely help those who may be scared or have fear. So look at God. Praise and before we go any further, I just want people to know that a colonoscopy can save your life. Amen. If I had ignored the voice of the Lord, I probably would not be here today. I could have maybe a stage two or three cancer, colon cancer, irreversible at this point. Prevention is key and early detection is key in saving your life. Praise Amen. the Lord. Praise Amen. Lord. And to add to that, I know personally at least 12 people that I knew personally who has passed because of colon cancer. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry to so hear sad. that. Yeah. And one of the PSAs for the colorectal cancer screening that um, I got to watch and honor a chat with Bozeman did say that when caught at a late stage, the survival rate is only 11%. This is why prevention and paying attention to any symptoms is important, which reminds me of, like you said, had you ignored that, you know, and you weren't at the age neither and had it two years past after that, it could have been cancerous and terminal. That is so true. You know, and, and every time I think about that, every time I think about it, I just have to give God the glory. Amen. I mean, that's one, that's one testimony that still brings tears to my eyes. Praise, Praise God. God. And that's why we have this forum and this platform is to give people hope and to be able to allow people to share their stories, to know that they are not alone. And to add to that, I thank God for your obedience to the Holy Spirit <laughs> because mm -hmm. the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit is what got you where you are today, basically by just taking heed to calling your physician. Right. Yes. It and, is the grace of God. Grace yep. God. Amen. So true. Yep. And, and not ignoring things. So that's, that's amazing. So how did you see God in your entire experience? So when I look back in hindsight, I mean, just, God is just so amazing. And how I see God is like, he is the great physician. Like he mm. is our ultimate healer. Amen. You know, we have things that we can do here in a natural sense, but God in his word is the, the healer of all healers. Like I'm just so, sometimes I can't even put into words how grateful and thankful I am that he loved me that much. He loved me that much to to first answer my prayers because I've I've always prayed for God to 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 make sure I stay healthy and to heal me and hmm. you know and you know by him giving us authority to bind and loosen I bind sicknesses and diseases and you know and the fact that he didn't even give this precancerous cell a chance as soon as it was developing he saw fit to warn me about it mm -hmm. so that I can get it taken care of you know I just see God's hand in it yes. from the beginning yes. to the end Amen. he was there in my midst the whole time 
Amen. The whole time, even when I didn't understand or when I didn't think it was a big deal, God knew it was a big deal. There's one statistic that blows my mind, and it states that 50,000 people will die from colorectal cancer this year. The reason that's going to happen is because people are not getting checked out. So what we need to do, because colorectal cancer is preventable, all we have to do is go and get checked out. And to add to that, colon cancer is preventable. Even if it runs through your family, we could still do our part. If we are you know, obedient to the word of God, we have to take care of our temple. You know, we are reckless a lot of times with our temple. We eat a lot of junk. We eat a lot of garbage, but we don't realize what we're really doing to our bodies. People who smoke have a higher, much higher incidence of, um, of obtaining colon cancer, um, drinking and just eating all kinds of processed foods, fried foods, just abusing our bodies, not exercising. Those things sound so cliche. And that's what people always say. You want to live right. You want to eat healthy, but it really matters. It matters. Drinking a lot of water. All of those things matters when it comes to preventing and and being a good steward over your temple and taking care of your body the way that God has instructed us to. You know, that's a living sacrifice. You know, us, especially the body of Christ, we, we, you know, we pay attention to a lot of things, you know, in the spirit, you want to, we want to talk about, you know, living right and making sure we're not doing this sin, that sin. But a lot of times people don't talk about the sin of gluttony and people don't address, you know, the unhealthy habits and the the sedentary lifestyles and things like that. So all of those things matters when it comes to preventing colon cancer and also taking care of our bodies, you know, like God had instructed us to, it will all matter in the end. Amen. And I love uh, 1 Corinthians 6, 19 from the New Living Translation. Don't you realize that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who lives in you and was given to you by God? You do not belong to yourself. Verse 20, for God bought you with a high price, so you must honor God with your body. And I understand the first verse before that talks about run from sexual sin. But I feel like, you know, once you know better, you do better, you know, because at the end of the day, and sometimes it's from just not knowing and like being intentional with our health and things of that nature will make a difference. Definitely like with the drinking of water and watching certain things that we eat or like substituting more healthier choices. And sometimes they don't even taste bad. Like you have to be open Mm -hmm. and say, Laura, help me, you know, be open to this, that there's hope in that. That's definitely true. And that's why I am thankful that, you know, God has placed me in a position to where, you know, I can educate and inform individuals because, a lot of people truly, really do not know how to take care of their bodies. So spreading awareness and education is key. Yes, and every little thing, every little bit you do matters. So nothing is in vain, like little baby steps. You know, it didn't, it didn't, nothing happened overnight. You know, it's, it's a process. So praise God. Amen. It's definitely a process. Definitely. What message do you have today for us and our listeners? And additionally, you could feel free to share, you know, some practical tools, resources, scriptures that may be helpful based on our discussion. The first thing that I would say is that, you know, I encourage the listeners to be 
proactive in prayer for their health, amongst other things. You know, be proactive and not reactive, meaning saying God's word, reciting his word back to him for health and for healing and, and to be in prayer before something comes up in your body. So that's like the first thing I definitely want to encourage people to, to pray for their health. You may be feeling good today, but the enemy is out there and he's seeking to kill, steal, and destroy. And our weapon, you know, our weapon of, of warfare is the word of God. And um, some of my scriptures that I that I constantly meditate on, one is Jeremiah 17, 14, is it's so basic. And all it says is, heal me, O Lord, and I shall be healed. In decreeing, you know, in Psalms 91 and 10, that no sickness or plague will come near my dwelling. And also de decreeing in Proverbs 3 and 8, it talks about um, how God will, will bring health to your navel and marrow to your bones. You know, all of those things in God's word, those are the promises that he, that he has for us. And it's a matter of just praying his word back to him. I strongly believe that that's powerful in in the first step in our healing process or even being in prevention. Amen. I also would, would tell people the next thing, then go in faith and, and start learning how to care for your bodies, learning the things that you need to do to take care of your bodies. Even if, you know, the listeners, if they're young, you know, a lot of times we can get away with a lot of things when we're young, but as we age, you know, that's when we start to pay for the things that we've done when we were younger. So just being mindful and then not saying that you're going to be a hundred percent all the time, but you want the majority of the time, try to live a decent, healthy lifestyle and, um, and taking care of your body. And, and basically it's, it's not something that we, we haven't heard before, but eating well, you know, a lot of times, like I, I mentioned earlier, you know, this society, our Western culture, you know, we, we eat a lot of food, you know, a lot of like, you know, macaroni and cheese, fried chicken and things like that. And a lot of times we eat a lot of it, you know, and moderation is the key. You know, you want to um, have self-control when you come around certain things, but eating well, you know, things like um, fruits and vegetables, there's so many different ways you can, you can spice it up. But what people don't realize is that there are so many powerful ingredients that God had made, you know, this is from the earth and the things that are, that are in the vegetables that are in the fruits, all the, um, phytonutrients and the vitamins and the minerals, all those things work against colon cancer. Um, like turmeric, for instance, it's a, it's like, um, it heals the GI tract and it reduces inflammation. It, it shrinks polyps and things of that sort. Um, also eating the, uh, colorful fruits and vegetables with the phytonutrients, you know, those things like that, it reverses, um, disease in your body and eating healthily like that on a regular basis will contribute to the health of your body. Amen. Amen. You're so right. And it's just being open, giving things a try and you can substitute things, you know, for like the fried chicken or the mac and cheese, not to say that, you know, you'll never eat it. Cause like you're, you're right. Moderation is the key, but there's creative ways like the air fryer or oven fried things, you know, um, that could taste just as well. Like there's different uh, recipes out there. And um, one of the scriptures, another scripture, James 2, um, verse 14 from the New Living Translation, 
what good is it, dear brothers and sisters, if you say you have faith, but don't show it by your actions? Can that kind of faith save anyone? Verse 15, suppose you see a brother or sister who has no food or clothing, verse 16, and you say, goodbye and have a good day, stay warm and eat well, but then you don't give that person any food or clothing. What good does that? Verse 17, so you see, faith by itself isn't enough unless it produces good deeds. It is dead and useless. And so, yes, we need to pray. But also, too, we have to put our faith into action and ask God mm-hmm. to provide for us what it is that we need. And God, as long as your motives and your will lines up with God's will, God will show and provide and make a way and give you what it is that you need in regards to practical steps. And like you said, I just thank God for like the different health and wellness events that take place even during our pandemic uh, virtually. So I just give God the glory. There's a scripture a few minutes ago that you spoke on, John 10, 10. But the thief comes to kill, steal, and destroy. But I come that you have life and have it more abundant. What I'm hearing out of that scripture is that if we don't be obedient to the will and the way of God, the enemy can have a field day with us. Mm -hmm. And I heard you mention a while ago about self-control. The enemy don't want us to have self-control. But once we acknowledge that self-control can help us get to where God wants us to be at, for example, if you got self-control, you're going to eat appropriately. If you got self-control, you're going to go and see the doctors and get your normal appointments and things of that nature. So self-control is very important. Yes. And, you know, with the exercising and drinking the water and, you know, eating healthier, like, the energy level changes, you know, like I see a difference and, and God is faithful, you know, in honoring that. So praise God. I pray that my testimony will help someone. I pray that it will change the mindset of, you know, of someone and, and how it maybe help them if they're going through symptoms or if they had a family history or just even being educational um, so that they can know what to look out for. You know, I just pray that my testimony was a blessing to someone. There are so many um, resources on the in, on the internet. You can always go to Google and find out different things about colon cancer, colon cancer prevention. There, they're in your state or in your city or in your area. There are different states, um, government programs or different .org programs that come out and educate you or give you materials. And even if someone you know is struggling with colon cancer or, you know, have that diagnosis, you know, I pray for you. I pray that, you know, the healing virtue of God touches, you know, your family member or that person who is listening. And I just pray that, you know, God could just pour out a blessing upon them. And I just pray that they were all blessed. Thank God for you and your testimony. Because one thing I'm steady learning is what we go through, God allows to go through it to help somebody else go through the same thing. So I thank you for your testimony. And I'm praying that it helps somebody. Amen. And and what you went through wasn't in vain, you know, because you were able to share your story with us and our listeners and you just never know how that could be a blessing and how that would provide inspiration, continued awareness. So to God be the glory. We thank you, my sister, for joining us today and being a part. And God bless you. Thank you for having me and God bless you as well. 
So no matter the cards we've been dealt in life or the mistakes we have made, it does not define who we are or where we are going. It is just a part of our story and the journey that God has us on to not only learn from these different experiences, but to sometimes be able to help support, encourage, and inspire others who may be going through similar situations. My husband and I have learned this to be true because of our different life experiences, which have led us in wanting to continue to share our story along with others to know it is not how you start, but how you finish.